is expecting you. Yes, welcome to this episode of Thoughts from Atwu. Today we will be discussing Book 3, Episode 4, Sokka's Master. Today I am joined by the one and only Cory. Say hello, Cory. Hello. Yes. So, today, yes, we were discussing Sokka's master. Sokka finally learns to be useful, although actually not really because he was useful the whole time. But without further ado, let's get into our initial thoughts. So, Corey, kick us off your initial thoughts on this episode. I remember loving this episode as a kid when I first watched it, and I was really excited when I realized this was the episode we were doing, and like it was like, I haven't watched it in a long time, and you know, rewatching it, it wasn't as good as I remember it being. And like, this definitely was filler. There's no way around it. Um, and the A, like the B plot with Iroh, even though I love Iroh, like, I get what they were doing, but they carried that note the entire B plot. And it was just the same from start to finish. So that is what it is. And the A plot with Sokka, I, I feel like it was just rushed. And, like, you know, they had to obviously condense all of that down into one episode. Um, so I uh, did not enjoy the episode as much my second time around. I'll have to say that. Hmm. So there's some things I want to say about this episode. First, I think this is one of the more important episodes of Azar. I would very much disagree with your characterization that this is filler. I kind of understand what you're saying. And I think that what you're getting at has more to do with some things I'll talk about in a bit. But at the end of the day, one of the things I talk about when it comes to The Last Airbender that is so unbelievable is the character of Sokka and how they managed to take someone who is the kind of classic comic relief character and make him interesting. Not just, oh, he's funny, but also he is the one who, quote, reads the maps, the one who makes the plans, and in this episode is sort of coming into his own as a warrior, that he actually was learning, a, you know, swordsmanship and is showing that he has he is worthy of, of something like this. And I think there is something really important about that because Sokka's character would be so much worse if he didn't have those moments, if he didn't have an episode like this that's entirely focused on him coming into his own as and maturing as a person. And this episode does do a really good job of showing Sokka's maturity level and how much he has grown up from, you know, book one, when... He was a little cocky, and, you know, he meets the, the Kyoshi Warriors, and his initial thought is, oh, a bunch of girls. And sure, you know, he learns his lesson in that moment, but it's it's true humility to see that now it's he doesn't even need to be kicked. It's not like he needs to be kicked on his ass every time to show humility. He actually can show humility from day one, which is um, certainly growth, and I like that. With that said, this episode probably suffers a lot in this kind of format that we're doing here, looking at the entire series as a whole and, and really diving in very critically. I agree with Corey that I remember this episode really well and I still like it. There's still like moment to moment. This episode's really, real, actually really good. The problem is it just doesn't work very well in the context of the entire story because as Corey said, it's rushed and it's it's so bizarre to me that, that, that Sokka has literally two days of training one of which that he smelted ore and he's now on a path to becoming a sword master and i just think that this this episode probably 
is one of the biggest to suffer from in terms of the episodic nature of Avatar. And yes, Avatar is not a fully episodic series, especially here in book three. We've become a lot more serialized. Things have have definitely picked up to the point that episodes flow into one another. But this to me definitely feels like the kind of thing that if the show was a little bit more serialized, maybe felt a little bit like maybe would have worked a little better in something like Korra where it would have been a, a longer arc. Um, and I, and I guess, you know, I'll get, we'll get into that as we get into our episode discussion, but I think that that's, that that's probably going to be the theme, at least for me. And it, it sounds like it's going to be from you as well. Yeah. I mean, they, like, there's also not a lot of tension. The, the, the teacher took him pretty much right away. As soon as he showed humility, uh, uh he obviously wasn't a good, he, like he screwed up all the lessons and the, you know, the teacher just face palmed and it was more of a comedic thing, if anything. And then he's like, well, congratulations, Sokka. You, you passed and you earned your sword. And, and like, he didn't. I just don't feel any of that was earned. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So let's so let's get into this. So let, let's start and to kind of start off on a very positive note. Um, the meteor and the landing and all of that and the bending they do looks incredible. Like visually speaking, it just looks outstanding. Like you have these start with this meteor shower and then this, you know, this, this flaming rock flies out of the air and, and then they, they kind of have to stop it. it you know, it, and you do really get to see like, you know, for an episode that is about Sokka kind of feeling small, you do get, they do show that off pretty well visually at the start that, that Aang and, and Toph and Katara are like really quite something in this like battling a natural disaster. I mean, yeah, but that's like standard Avatar affair. They always get oh, that. I, I know. I, just, I can't, so, I like, can't just anything, compliment the show. Yeah, I mean, we can't, yeah, I mean, no, everything that... <laughs> it it yeah. does harken back to the to the episode that, hey, that our, that our podcast bears its name, the... Um, uh, the fortune ter- teller when Aang kind of goes up against the the, the volcanic eruption and it was like wow and Aang I, is now that, unbelievable. Now that you bring that up, you you see Sokka there pouty face the entire time with Momo and like he's like oh man you know you guys always get to be the heroes but like I feel like this is also this came out of left field. He never really complained about his lack of bending until now and like this, it would have been one thing if each episode he's getting more and more frustrated and. Felt like he was useless, mm-hmm. and there was like, but this was like the first time the viewer feels it, and it's just meant only to service this episode. So yeah, again, that's why I think it's more filler. Yeah, I, well, I don't, I don't think it is. I, I really don't think you can classify this as filler because, like, you know, you can't take this episode out and have the story make sense. Like, Saka does suddenly have a sword, and Piandao yeah, does come her. back. Like it's, I understand what you're saying, but it's not. I don't think it. I don't classify. Think of it as filler. I think of it as instead of like, just an episode that it's a it's a very one off self like episode that kind of the story starts within this episode and it kind of finishes within the episode, but then the the, the ramifications move forward. Um, right. But I, I don't. I, so I, yeah, I'd be careful with filler, but it is just something. Um, I'll give I'll give Sokka one thing. I, I do wish that I could ever be as excited about anything in my life as Sokka is about shopping. Because his voice and the, the, the animation and just of him like it's just like it he is he is excited. I, I, I yeah, I mean I uh I love him going through all the weapons and like all of them obviously weren't right for him and stuff like that. It was just, you know, it was like, it was cute. It was cute to see. Yeah. I, the other thing I like is that all of the weapons are, are Fire Nation weapons we've seen before. 
like we right, kind of go yeah. through and it's like you know the the, the, the spear that some of the, ca- the the villains use the um the lasso a bunch of weapons that we saw from the rough rhinos at a few times and that that i thought was a nice a nice little touch that it's like oh yeah they're in a fire nation weapons store and they're selling the weapons that fire nation soldiers use like that's a kind of nice little little trick um i also thought it's an interesting little sort of tidbit of the they go we go we had the the painted lady which is them you know destroying what is a fire nation weapons manufacturing plant and then we're kind of down here and maybe some of the weapons here were kind of made in that plant that would make sense right they're theoretically close by in terms of you know uh location so that could be obviously not brought up and it wouldn't mean anything but it's just an interesting little tidbit on the world yeah absolutely so we've obviously been pretty negative on, on a bunch of stuff, but I but I want to sort of for a bit talk in at least for me on the positive sense and kind of get your how get, get a sense of how you feel about it. But I think that the what we actually see of the training of Sokka is um, is very good within sort of self purely self contained. This is what I was saying about this episode being very good moment to moment, where I actually really like the the tests that we see from Pandao, the the way Sokka goes through them. Um, him painting his face and, and rubbing it on the page feels very Sokka, but also, you know, makes sense with what he's asking him to do. The um, the idea that you have, you know, only have a moment to take in the battlefield. So you see this, you know, great um, scenery and then you have to paint it. Um, it was a little weird that Sokka messed it up as much as he did, but, you know, it, it's still, there's there's something to that. Um and like I really, and I really like the way they they they, they capture the animation of, of sword fighting really well, and, and kind of impressive considering you know this is more you know we we spend so much time on the bending and the bending martial arts, but you know they also capture this really well. And we've seen sword fighting before with Zuko, but it's still it's still nice to see something like that. Yeah, and I would have enjoyed each lesson and training more if it was fleshed out. And I agree with you. If it was this was done over a few episodes, and you really got the like see him hey, fail we're trying to be positive for a bit before we talk about the issues then with yes that's why i think i remember when i remember the episode i remember it mm-hmm. so fondly because I'm, I'm as you know a sucker for like master student training when like the master's like wise and like again like the again hark back to as we always do star wars like the yoda luke dynamic i'm always a fan of that so mm-hmm. it was done very well here too yeah um, and and the best one, the the rock gardening with him with him making his little chair yeah. and lounging is that was just per- like that is everything about what's what makes Sokka great. He is manipulating the surroundings to his advantage, and then he's comfortable and he's oh bring me a cold beverage. That 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 line in that moment will never fail to bring a smile to my face. And and I, you know, and I also I like how the rest of Team Avatar. Is just like you're supposed to suspect them. Just like, yep, for 24 hours they're just sleeping in the same on their back, doing absolutely nothing, waiting for Sokka yeah. to return, which is a little far fetched to me. Yeah, which I guess will kind of transition to to what we've been talking about. Even that, I think, suffers from just how fast it is. Like, again, like if Sokka left for a couple of weeks, I think it would work really well. Oh, they're like they miss like they miss him, and they're clearly like don't have anything to do and don't really know like how to pass the time and you know the 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 group dynamic works because it's all four of them and not just the three with one day it's like wait you guys can't you know keep yourselves busy for a day like that's a little 
Like, come on, really? Like, I don't know. It, that seems. And not only that, they're like miserable. Like, yeah. Sokka's only been away for at that point probably a few hours, and they're like, "Oh, I miss Sokka." No one's telling jokes. No one. Uh, yeah. Like, no one plans our day. I'm like, are you kidding me? That was like, okay, that's a little forced. Like. Yeah, especially considering like we like later in this book, Sokka and Zuko, for that matter, are going to disappear for like. A reasonably extended period of time they're in that prison for some time we we know that it's definitely multiple days in the boiling rock and it's like this doesn't really come up again i mean i guess like you know some you know it, it, so it, it, it's this like weird moment of like really in like seven hours they're basically bored out of their mind and yeah so i guess let, let's kind of talk about how to kind of how to fix this like the way i see it I, the way i think this could have been done a lot better was stretch like not just stretching this out but actually stretching the story out into multiple parts in that instead of it being like oh the three-part story of Sokka going to his master and that's it but like actually have Sokka leave the group for a little while and then literally um have Aang, Toph, and Katara off doing other things for a couple episodes like have like the painted lady or the headband or some of these other um stories like this with, you take Sokka away, you have the scenes we see of Sokka and Pian Dao over the course of a couple of episodes. You basically can leave all the scenes exactly the same. You just have them take place over a multiple multitude of time. And then have the small moments of them missing Sokka. Like, we just see them, like, maybe not being as efficient as them being. Like, maybe you have a situation where, where Toph, um, Katara, and Aang literally get lost because they couldn't read a map. And then... That's how they ended up at the at the where the painted lady was. Like that's how they ended up in that terrible, like disgusting town because they got lost and went where they were not supposed to go or something like that. Like I feel like this is of the episodes we've talked about that we have pretty major problems with. This feels to me like the easiest one to fix, but kind of requires a radical change. How do you, how would you feel about something like that? Oh no, I love your idea, and especially because again, I I. The Painted Lady was, like, one of those standalone episodes that was just, like, again, more of a filler. And if you did those simultaneously, I think that would have solved a lot of issues over multiple episodes and give Katara, like, a nice little mini-arc and then Sokka a nice little mini-arc and then Aang uh, can do his own thing. And, yeah, so I agree – or Toph. But um, even if you want to fix it and let's say they knew they wanted to do this in one episode – you could still do time jumps in the same episode instead of having a day go well, by, have weeks go by. I was thinking about that, but what I, what I'm the reason I I'm not sure if that's as doable as you say. And yes, we've talked a lot about how time doesn't really work that normally when it comes to this show, but there isn't that much time between this and the invasion. Like, wait, I, but like. Did you get the feeling, though, that Iroh's scenes took place over a long period of well, time? Well, they theoretically it? had to because, A, you can't get in shape in a day, and B, the... Yeah, so they did it with Iroh. Multiple trays of food. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'll be honest here. I think that maybe this episode fun- would have functioned a lot better if they just didn't stay at time directly. Like... The fact that Aang, Katara, and Sokka, or Kang, Katara, and Toph literally say it's a day, I wonder if, like, because did you get the feeling that more time was actually passing than it was? Yeah, well, especially with Iroh, and you're right, I would have thought so with the A-plot, but 
They yeah. stated it. I mean, maybe that's. I mean, yeah, I think that's also an option. Would be to just to just do this in if you had to do this as a one-off episode, as as to like just not be clear about how much time passes. Which this and you know now that I think about it, it's not like they're clear about how much time passes pretty much ever anyway. I mean, basically we said there's like one moment when they've been very clear that one thing happens the next day, and that was with the the spirit world and and avatar roku so yeah maybe that's the maybe that is the point maybe it's it's just this episode it's only we're only noticing this because we we forgot that this episode only took a day and it was just made explicit that it was yeah yeah uh i I like your idea a little bit more though because i but i you know i think if they were gonna if you were to stretch it out multiple episodes, have multiple plots throughout the episodes, you'd have to obviously include the White Lotus stuff in that too. But I don't even think you'd have to, like, I, I think that you could leave it, like, let's say you make this episode seven instead of episode four be the ending, this fi- the fight at the end of this. So you have Sokka join the Master, like, earlier, like maybe episode two or something like that. Have Sokka leave the group, then have... The headband, the painted lady, um, the beach. Like, have all of those episodes play out exactly the same except without Sokka, which isn't really a big deal. I mean, Sokka's not integral to the plot of any of those episodes. And then have him come back in the kind of culmination episode where, oh, we're going to go, you know, Sokka said he would be gone for a couple weeks. We're going to go pick him up now. And in that moment, Sokka is like, you know, crowned as his... uh, as his uh, uh, Sokka is given his, uh, his given the sword and uh, and all that, um, right. like in like I feel in theory you could you'd have to play with things a little bit because of the disguises and and stuff like that. But for the most part, you could basically leave the story could basically progress exactly the same. You just stretch this out over a couple of episodes. And I, the, the reason I also like a couple of episodes is that I think that it does it will extend it and make it feel more real. You know, yeah, you can, you know, manipulate time here and just have time jumps, but then functionally the episode's exactly, it's still like, oh, Sokka within the course of one episode went from we've never seen him use a sword to, you know, on a path to becoming a master. Right. I mean, the one the one thing I will say, though, I just want to, just because I do think this is important, is at least Sokka is not a nothing. Like, we do know that he's a pretty skilled warrior to begin with. So it, it, at least there is something to the fact that he probably is better than your just average guy on the street. Like, maybe not a swordsman, but he's at least held weapons and knows but how to fight. Again, nothing happened. And he, I don't think he learned a lot this episode. And he lost at the end still. He, you know, he blinded his master and still yielded to him at the end. So, like, well, I just what a what a flex, though. You know, wait until you get blinded to show off. Oh yeah, I'm actually way better than you. Sit down. Well, you son. know, the more I'm thinking about the episode, and now obviously the twist at the end was that he was a member of the White Lotus and knew the fact that Aang was the Avatar and that he was Water Tribe. Uh, that's it makes more sense why he just like decided to train him with no struggle. And yeah, but really keep in mind he doesn't. Just... Sokka goes alone. He doesn't. He just he knows he's Water Tribe, but he has no idea that he's with the Avatar until they meet the Avatar. Sure, but the 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 white lotus is more globalist anyway, so Yeah, but I don't I really think that he took on Sokka because Sokka was 
was showed humility. But I guess, I guess to kind of go with what, something you said before that, when you said Saka didn't learn anything, yeah, that is kind of a problem because the whole point of this episode is is like Saka showing his humility, but he was humble at the start. So I guess you build a point there. Like in theory, Saka does everything right in this episode. Like Pandao may say he messed things up in his own special way, but his own special way apparently was right. So maybe that's yeah. yeah I guess I, that's. I think that, you know, the more I think about this and both watching it now and and talking through this with you, the more I think that this episode, I remember this episode really well because I think of it as like Sokka's episode and I love Sokka. But I'm starting to think that maybe I'm just projecting other Sokka moments, like other parts of how much I love Sokka onto this episode. And it's like, well, actually, he didn't really learn anything. And actually, it wasn't really a struggle for him to become a swordsman and it was a day and you know i don't know maybe there's no no drama nothing yeah. and uh yeah this episode i though but you know what? you're right let's talk positive my favorite positive is the origin of the sword i thought it was brilliant to mm-hmm. use a meteorite to build the sword it makes it space his own it's sword. cool yeah space sword uh, i uh so that aspect i love and continue to love even though more both of the episode fell apart for me in my second viewing but i think that's a really cool origin story for this sword yeah and getting to see him actually like work the, the kiln and you know see the sword getting getting poured or um the the, the ore being poured and, and the sword going into the water that was really well done i like yep. that, that i liked a lot um yep 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 so i mean neither of us are really gonna want to talk about this in any length or detail but i I suppose we probably should mention it for anyone who uh let's just say leans that way this is one of the heavier tough Sokka shipping moments which is i've read the i've read people in the fandom it's a thing so you know i guess we can use this as our excuse to talk about that how do you feel about just what are you is it what is the Toph Sokka name? No, I. Uh, first off, what's I never the sh- heard. No, of what's that. the shipping name? There's definitely a ship name for that. Tafka? Maybe I'm. I'm googling this. Let's find out. Oh God! Don't go down that rabbit hole. All right. Well. Sure. But how do you feel about it? I. I hate. The internet and I hate fandoms. Okay, she said. You hate oh, the internet well, and you hate fandoms. That yeah. is, she's like, quite, quite a... oh, oh, I didn't miss you. Blushes, but she didn't blush because she likes him. She did it because she tried to avoid saying something nice to him. She would have done that to anyone. There was no tension at all. I think people. I liked it. agree with you. I am not saying that this. No, is but you know what's you know what's screwed up. I saw that scene. And of course, I didn't think anything of it, but I my brain went to like, oh, I there's a bunch of fucking people that probably did. But like, well, you also had the the, the, the Katara joke with the if you like, like him so much, why don't you marry him? It was that was just a scene to show how bad she is at telling. You. I understand that. Again, we're not arguing here. We usually are arguing. We're not. I just thought we should probably mention it that there are some people out there who like this and. Unlike my co-host here, I have no problem with it. If this is your thing, this is your thing. I only have a problem no, with I Zutara I, shippers, I, because, and no, I hate because them, now, and they should shut up. Fandoms now bully the creators 
to get We're not talking fun. about this. We are no. not having that right. conversation. That, that will be an episode for another time. We will have we can have the conversation about bad things that have gotten into movies or in shows because of people who say things about the creators, but we are not doing that now. And I do not need to turn this into me yelling at you about how you're wrong for four hours. We've done that enough. We're not talking about Star Wars. Oh, I was talking about Arrow, but okay. Well, enough. We're not, no. <laughs> so, all right. I guess this is kind of comes to a close. Anything else do you want to say about uh, the uh, Sokka's part of the story before we move on to, to a certain dragon? Of the Western no, we, provision, we uh we covered everything we needed to for Saka very easily, just like the episode rushed through it. <laughs> yeah, guess we rushed through it. So as for you know, literally no dialogue. Let's talk a little bit about Iroh and the most epic workout scene in the history of anything. Yeah, I I mean like I love Iroh. Is there a better workout? Do, can you tell me a better workout scene than this? In, like, any show? In anything, yes. Uh, go back to Arrow. Is I this mean, better or worse pretty... than the Salmon Ladder? And then what? Than the Salmon oh. Ladder. Should Iroh be... Do... That would be cool, though. Imagine Iroh doing the Salmon Ladder. Now, I have a question for you, because yeah. I don't think he became that swole just from a montage of working out. Has he always been like that, and people just thought he was fat? No, he was definitely always fat. I don't believe that... He wasn't spending like. Well, no, no. Let me say, I don't think he was always fat. I think he became fat post, you know. You know. I think he always had mass because he yeah, was a general, the top general. So maybe he got like a little soft around the gut, but like I think he always had that muscle mass. So well, keep. I mean, well, yes, I think that he's always had underlying something under, you know, some strength underlying everything, but. I definitely think that he was, you know, let himself go, which you can, you know, can't really blame him post, um, you know, the death of his son and losing his, losing, you know, his being the heir and all that. Like, I think that it is pretty clear that he probably stopped, uh, stopped going to the, stopped doing leg day, maybe. Yeah. Well, I like that. I, I love, I love it, obviously. I liked how, obviously, he would hide the fact that he still is mentally with it and try to, you know, pretend that he's, like, scrounging for food and blah, blah. Great. But they, they cut back to it, like, six, seven times, and nothing changed outside of him just getting stronger, which I get the point of what you're trying to tell. But, you know, like, I don't think you needed to cut back to well, him. Here, here's what I would say about that, though, because on some level, you can kind of say this when I, you know, from what I was talking about with Sokka, the way I would fix the Sokka stuff is to stretch it out over multiple episodes. This is kind of the model that I'm looking at. Like, we see Iroh in prison over multiple episodes, and we see his progression. Like, we see at the beginning, Zuko goes to talk to him, and he turns his back, and right. then um, we see this here, and then soon we're going to see the Avatar and the Fire Lord, and, and, and he's going to finally say something, and then eventually we'll see him break, kind of break out. And... I think that if you had condensed all the Iro stuff into a single episode, that that would have been bad. But for here, it just kind of let us get a glimpse of Iro um, training and becoming stronger. Like I understand that I think that what you're saying is is not so much anger at this, but 
you wanted some more meat on this episode and this was the only only thing that we had other than the the Sokka stuff so if maybe you you could have you're sort of saying like well they could have replaced one or two of these scenes with like a Zuko scene that I could have gnawed on but I kind of think that I don't think that I have a problem with any of these scenes I think that you're just kind of more it's anger at the whole episode yeah and okay I mean like I appreciate what they were doing with the B plot uh, completely actually it's just you're right I, I feel like if maybe the Sokka stuff was better this would have been elevated but the fact it wasn't it just felt a little repetitive like I got what they were doing the first three four cuts I don't think it needed to be like six I think to it was seven only four there was more and it, I, I at least I, I don't know maybe you're right but uh, I'm pretty sure it's only four no, and I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I maybe can, I'm just being. A all right, too so hard. here's the question: Can you do any of the things Iroh did when I was in shape? Uh, I could probably do the upside down sit-ups. Yeah. Because you, you can't. Because I cannot do any of them. Can you? You can't do clap push-ups. No, I never could do clap push-ups. I absolutely could do. I used to have this pull-up bar, so I used to go upside down and hang by the feet and do uh, sit-ups. So okay, that's something. So you can I do one. Do. The one arm pull ups is just like ridiculous. Um, no, no, I can never do that. Um, I one one small note I want to I want to add because because this this is important for later. I said this before. I love that Ira doesn't say anything. Ira is again yeah. completely silent. He will not speak until a really great line coming up soon. So gotta love that. Um, also, the reveal of him of him dropping the the, the pillow and and seeing oh my god he is just gigantic but now not fat that was that was impressive that was a nice little bit of visual whole oh my god moment as if you needed another reason to love the best character in cartoons so let me ask how much how much do you hate that guard i don't hate him more than other shit guards that we saw in avatar well i don't know we haven't had that many shit guards in avatar we have put plenty of shit guards. Look Who? at all the way back to season one. You had the the Earth prison. The warden. Okay, yeah, that's true. Uh, you had, oh my, there's so many. Yeah, but he's brain. like, you know, going up against Earthbenders who are like the enemy. This is like, this is your former heir, your former No, let's, 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 let's pretend the guard believed everything he's been hearing. and he Pretend sees, he oh. does believe. He obviously... Oh, yeah, he, no, forget pretend. Uh, he does believe it, and then you obviously Iroh reinforcing it. You're like, you're disgracing the fight. You're, in fact, he's more of an enemy than an Earthbender is. Yes, like, I know. I'm much... kidding, obviously. It just, yeah. there, is some, there is just something, like, you know, truly kind of, terrible about this guy you know spitting at iroh and, and just kind of mocking him for what he's become um and yeah, and obviously you would it, you wouldn't expect it because it's iroh but the fact that you know he doesn't respond and just kind of eats his food pushes his hair back and does his workout routine well, I, I love how i love how like proud and like you know uh decent he is when he leaves obviously like he always rebounds after right he like fixed his and smirks like he knows what he's doing. I thought, so I thought that was his smirk each time he left was always a really good touch. Yeah, that was good. As as always, this show excels at its facial expressions. Well, as if I needed other reasons for Iroh to be the best. Mm. All right, so I think we've I think we've covered it. I think we're going two really short ones in a row, guys. So this is this is this compact, I suppose. Yeah, two. Don't don't oh, worry. We will be going like four hours with the next one. <laughs> 
what's the next one? Avatar and the Fire Lord. Yep. It yep. is that is the next one, right? Uh, I should make sure of that before I like say it. Let's see. The next episode is oh no, sorry. The next episode is the beach. So that's not as long. Although there's a there's some some meat on that bone. Yeah. Cool. All right. So why don't we give our final thoughts and ratings and then we can wrap this one up. Uh yeah. I liked the episode when I was growing up a lot and I always used to think it was like in my top ten until I just rewatched it and then I realized there was just some nostalgia goggles there, but I'm, this is not a bad episode. I, by no means, I was bored or upset watching it, or think this isn't about even so above average television. Um, again, I like the sword montage of the sword being built and the idea that it's a meteorite. Um, I like the Iro stuff, nevertheless. When you when you average it all out, and you're right, I love the training methods, even though it was rushed and uh, condensed too much, and a lot of the plot points came out of left field just really to service this episode, but oh, well, you know, you can't hit home runs all the time. So when it's all settles out, I think this episode's a 7 out of 10 for me. Yeah, I'm going to have to go a little lower. Um, you know, I think moment to as I said, moment to moment, this episode is quite good. I, I basically like everything that's in this episode. I just don't like the cohesive whole, um, and that's that's a problem. Um, this being, this ep- you know, the episode that I think of as the Sokka episode, and looking back, it's you know it just is a little bit of a letdown, which is which is sad considering how much you know how great Sake is. But with that said, there's still more good than bad. I still would obviously recommend this episode. So this episode is six out of ten, um, you know, a little better than our our average last time around, but still still definitely good. So with that, thank you guys for listening or watching um, this episode. And we'll be back next week, not with the Avatar and the Fire Lord, but with the beach. The Avatar and the Fire Lord will come back, come out after that. And thank you very much. Good night.